Well, folks, welcome to the second episode in the second season. I'm joined here with Simon Collins. We're just out of the fans forum here in the City Hotel. We're in here doing a wee recording. And after last night's start, uh, Derry getting the, the victory the night before against Drogheda. Everything's great. And the forum too, Simon, went really well. And we got a few wee sort of top tops of what sort of happened behind the scenes. That not everybody was here. It was still well intended, but people didn't and weren't at this fans forum. We heard a few wee different things. Definitely, so it's all positive. We'll talk about the match uh, shortly, like. But uh, if we address the fans for him, there was a good crowd. There must have been what maybe about 50, 50 people there. Um, they've been better attended, like you know, yeah. but uh, probably not best publicised. Uh, well, I'm not getting involved. But, uh, <laughs> but it was a good crowd, and it was all positive, positive messages, you know, in terms of the stand and and Philip O'Doherty, the chairman, he's, he's open and honest when you get him. When you get your hands on him, when he, when he addresses people, he's, he's going to tell you the, 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 the truth. He's going to tell you what's happening, the ins and outs. You had John Kelpie there from the council, who's who's obviously uh, the, the go-to man in the council in terms of the brand well and the developments there too. So we have a wee uh, interview with him coming up as well, and he's given us basically what what the what's actually happening with the stand and with the, with the pitch as well too, because that's obviously still... Still rumbling on, still a massive topic, hot topic in terms of uh, the, the club. I know that, you know, just listening to Kelpie too, he was sort of chatting about the sort of the great relationship that the club and the council now have. It's probably the best they've, they've ever had. And that has to be positive because at the end of the day, you know yourself down the years, it, it might have been a wee bit frosty with both of them, but they shouldn't be working hat in hand. I think it helps when Phil with Ori's giving them the money from, and fund and everything. Like. Certainly does. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I think I would be working hand in hand with too. You're right, but either way, it's still good. It's still good. So you, you can't you can't put a dampener in that, like you know. And it's uh, when things are going so well on the pitch, you, you just you, you see last night. Obviously, they started working those the South End Park, the, the the first two sections of that as well. Too, they've ripped up the seats. Obviously, it wasn't the Drogheda fans weren't too happy, and the way fans are going to be a bit disgruntled. But um, you know, it, it's it has to be done. Philip said there. There's no point waiting to the end of the season and you know another season gone by before you start the work. Everything will go up, you know. Price uh, of everything just keeps going up as we all know the cost of living and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, property and, and you looking apart, you know, everything that you need to, to be building the stand, the price has gone up. So Philip was right. Yeah. When you when you can go and do it now, get it done. Straight when iron's hot, as they say, like and he's he reckons potentially July time, you know. I I don't see it but before that, do you care? Like in no, terms of what has like, to be done. Uh, the big thing is mm. obviously now he was saying that takes you know a certain length of time now to turn off the electrics right. and then you can start the the the, the well or two plays a part and stuff like that your big hang and your big concern as opposed is you play some patch live in rt in two weeks time mm. you're hoping them electrics are turned off and turned back on again and everything's grand because obviously when it means electric it's me and obviously the lights and everything uh, else so, uh, so you're gonna need them like. you're gonna need them like unless you kick off at two o'clock on, on a friday afternoon i don't think rt would be impressed with that but no, no it, it is a case of you know, it's positive. It's it's going in the right direction, and we've seen ourselves. But we alluded to it. The place was packed. There were so many people. I know you would have been tortured. I was tortured. We're trying to get tickets. We've seen Bert Martin in there. Bert's mm. just going spare. He's thinking about throwing his phone under the foil. He's just <laughs> at that stage. Like it's just like I don't have a ticket. Stop ringing me. I think that's how he answers his phone. No, I don't have a ticket. Not even a hello. Just I don't have a ticket. Talking about Bert just because you brought it up, and and I, and you don't even know what I'm going to say next year, which this is, is this I love is this. So. Slightly <laughs> this is insane. He just throws on these shame born googlies, but go ahead. Well, I got an email from from a guy who owned a Derry City fan last night as well. Too, I'm not going to read out his whole email, but he was it was just about his experience at the match last night, and he's, he texts us. It's a family of four that go. Um, it basically, I'll read it. But they entered the ground. They give themselves plenty of time. They come on seven o'clock. It was a good. They got a good place to stand. Terrace tickets, obviously, they got. Um, his two kids. They stood behind the the rail next to the merchandise merchandise shop, like which you know well, Kev. Yes. But um, so they, <laughs> so started to pack out basically, and and then uh, you know, the 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 thing is, like they've paid like nearly fifty pound for 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 their entrance to get on and big match and everything else. But then they can't see. The, the kids can't see because the, the guys come, you know, stand in front of them. It's a level ground there, like, you know, that sort of way. So that's that's what it's, he, he was basically saying about, you know, it's not right selling tickets to people, marketing them as terrorist tickets on flat ground where you, you need to be over six foot, they see, or be ignorant enough they stand in front of someone who, who you'll, you'll block. 
and he was thinking, you know, hopefully the club can can see that this is an issue at the minute. Could you not stand behind the goals at the showgrounds end, sort of thing as well too? Um, you, you know, because it's you know it's not it's not fair. He doesn't yeah. think the the problem is Bert was very, and he's as you know Bert like he's he's always willing to listen to people and accommodate and explain as well too. I don't even realize that that was a blue lights area behind the I'd goal. Behind the uh, goal, that's the ambulance so that's, from turning out. You couldn't uh, you couldn't you couldn't be allowed to, to stand there. That's always going to be a problem. And he's right about the you know you need to be six foot to see it. That's the problem because I know a few fans have said to me. There's still stacks of space in that over beside the mark. Now something beside the chippy, mm. and I'm going. I know, but if you go back, you're standing behind the mark far stand, so you'll not see half the pitch. No. And then the penny drop by people. Oh, that's a fair point. So, yeah, you know. So it's trying to keep. You are restricted. You are restricted and viewing, and but the the problem is Eric here, and that's obviously if if you're not six foot, then you mightn't get yeah. to see the whole thing. And I think he has has maybe missed a missed a penalty incident as well too. But. Uh, those are those are adult tickets, the terrace tickets, which again they they shouldn't be sold for for kids. Uh, you know, and the club has come out. They've yeah. come out and said that before, uh, and and they're just re- reinforcing that. So, if you're if if you're listening, like it's it's obviously, Bert's willing they they chat to you and explain to you about the issues they have with that because they're, um, you know, basically they the club can't police the outlets that sell the tickets, you know, but they're they are for designated for adults. So, because they know the kids basically won't well, be able to see. see yeah. So that that's just the situation around the moment. The, and the flip side of that, and and, and as I said, like Bert's one, they 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 chat. If you just if you can contact him at the club, email him. He's he's very open and honest to Bert does. So the flip side of that, and that's what this whole meeting was about today, was the plans for that stand, the North Terrace, which we should have by the mid summer, and then the Mark Farm stand that that sub. The sub regional stadia fund, yep. which was 36 million, it's now potentially 100 million. million. And there, as Sean Barrett had said, our number one priority because they tick all the boxes. Well, it's a big thing, like you know, dairy sell out, uh, not just to sell out, they, they can't get can't get enough tickets. So, they are, as you say, Sean alluded to, they are a one for all ticking the boxes, they, they get that sort of funding. Look, we know our sales, Stormont's up and running, and everybody's thinking, Whoa, <laughs> we're all ready, rock, we're all minted. This will still be years, years down the line. I hope I'm wrong. And this time next year, it's all mm. looking rosy and the whole the, the grounds, virtually the whole way around. You'll never, I don't think you'll ever be able to get a stand in the South End Park or the, the, the walking in the South End Park because of racism with the blue lights and that sort of mm. stuff like that. But don't get me wrong, I think if you get three sides going the whole way around, mm. I think, you know, uh, uh, one, it'll look spectacular. Two, it'll more than enough I would suspect you know you know, the club and the city is going in the right direction so you want to just keep getting the more fans in but it's just trying trying to keep everybody happy and you're not going to that, no. that's the bottom line the club will have these mistakes these wee issues as, as you alluded to anybody's buying a, a terrace tickets they have to realise that they're all for adults mm-hmm. so if, if you're buying it and for your two kids you know, a wee bit of it is on you too because right. you know that they were all adults and so it's same wee things but look it is it's gonna be one of them seasons. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I know having spoke to Sean Barrett myself from a merchandise point of view, we're sort of going right, a big match, some pats and next couple of weeks time. Can fans still come across yeah. the South End Park, they go to the Mark Forest and they go to the merchandise shop. Sean's saying I, I don't think that'll be a problem, it is something we are looking at. But look, because there are a small number of away fans being allocated tickets because of the redevelopment, you can't see that being an issue. But it is the same type of things. Everybody at the club is sort of thinking there's going to be a wee bit of hindrance. But you know, sometimes you have to you know take the rough with smooth to, to get to the, the bottom line. Like, uh, well, would, would you rather that they they just stop the work? You know, and and, and until the end of the season, I know I wouldn't like you get it get it done. Get it done now, because because the more these go on, again, God knows. Again, with a Mark Farning, the stomach could be back down. And know, 20 minutes, you know what I mean? No, exactly. They yeah. could be sawn up there. So, no, I think, listen, if there's money available, mm. in this case for the south, or the north stand being built, the money's available because Falls paying for it, yeah. get it built. You mm. know, and that, that that's a thing when you, you get the work on now, you get it started, get the ball rolling. And come July, I think they were sort of hoping possibly maybe in the July, but you just don't know we well and whatever else and whatever problems they may or may not run into so if it is up and running by July, August you'll see some difference in the brand new one the big thing would they alluded to Philip uh, and the fans when we talked about Paddy Simpson 
been at Celtic Park and other European venues, that stand is going to have terracing and um, yeah, for the, European the, the matches with the seats on. Like, yeah. So it's these wee things that we're starting to, you know, be coming under like a, a proper 21st century yeah. club, like and thinking ahead and thinking for the future, and that's that's great to see. In the tallest end of, of the country, like, you know, in Dukbrand, there to be a, a real force in terms of the stadium as well, too, when it's all done and completed, everything done on the plan. Because I don't think the wings of the Mark Farn stand, I know we're waiting for it, it's my take the money, but in terms of the construction of it, I think that the groundwork's been done on that, too, exactly, so it's all, it's, yeah. so that'll well, be fairly quickly well, done. Well, that's what Sean was sort of alluding to, too, saying, you know, you're putting in your business plan, your business case to Stormont. Their business case has been done Eight yep. nine years ago, mm. so it's just sitting there literally as a copy paste, change the date uh, <laughs> and forward your business plan. So right. that's basically what the plan is. I would suspect. So I look funding wise, how much Derry City and Derry and Stripe and Council get is is, is great. Mm. And we keep obviously it's Derry City podcast, we know that, but it's it's benefiting the whole city. This it you know, is, you've yeah. the foil cup that brings big numbers. Mm. You've yeah. exactly you've Institute playing mm. there, mm. they get we're going to this game today, top of the table class. They get in the Premier League. They're playing Lumpy in a couple of weeks. Right. No, so there's a lot going on to Brentham. So it's not just Derry City. The whole it's for the city itself. Yeah. It would be great if you didn't get the fun to finish off the Brentham. Right. Well, that's what, what exactly what John Kelpie was was saying, and obviously he had to speak for all stakeholders. Like so, I, I suppose we'll, we'll just cut the, the the John Kelpie's interview here. Like I just caught him just after the the, the forum had finished. So um, we'll see what he had to say. Obviously, that's me. For, for the, his ideas about the pitch, which is the the, very, the big talking point, which we're not allowed to talk about anymore. They, they very Higgins or Paul Higgins or any of the Anybody? players. So uh, here's John Kelby. That was uh, fairly positive. Um, obviously, it's good to inform the fans of what's going on as well, too. And, and lots, lots of positive things happening after pitch. Look, it's a brilliant partnership at the minute, mm-hmm. working with Derry City Football Club. Um, I think for far too long, you know, we've been trying to do things that are right for the Brandywell, but maybe we haven't been working together as closely as we have right now at the minute. So uh, you've got a team on council here working very, very hard uh, to get the stand approved. And you've got a team working for Derry City Football Club here, working hand in glove with them. So it really is like a very exciting time for the club, for the council, for the brand and for the city. Yeah, obviously it's a, it's a fantastic stand at North Terrace that they've planned as well too. And, and, and work's getting underway now as well too, which is, uh, you know, as, as Philip said, potentially by, by July, you know, they could be, that could be up and, and done and dusted, you know, so it would be fantastic. Well, absolutely. Uh, Look, the, uh, as you've seen yourself, mm-hmm. uh, the demolition work uh, to the South End stand has started this week. Mm-hmm. So it'll take about six weeks or so to get, you know, the seats out and to get blocks A and B demolished and then to make that stand good and then at that stage the, the new work start then on the north stand so it'll all be weather dependent contractor dependent and all of that but the thing is to get it on site and to get it going and then at that stage there'll be a very very clear picture of how long it's going to take um, yeah. when we get on site get the contractor appointed as you know look it has always been the intention the mark Farn stand to be extended each side um, unfortunately, it wasn't possible to do that a few years ago. Um, the sub-regional stadium fund is there. There's not enough money in the pot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, there's a lot of discussion going on at Stormont level, as you know, in terms of trying to increase the size of that pot. The club have to make the application, um, and we've provided the club with all the information that we have to enable them to write the business case Excellent. so that they can submit as robust an application as possible, and we hope they're successful. And if they are, and we could go ahead with that, that'll be another 1400 seats so it together with the north stand would bring the capacity of the Brandywell up to over 7,000 at the minute which would be superb. And the demand for tickets is there too you know you'll get the, the bums on seats Absolutely. if that they are developed. Exactly. The, yeah. the big question was the, the, the pitch and obviously I think the FAA last year said would for elite soccer to be played on would be you know you could, they couldn't see it beyond 2023 obviously has, has there been an update on, on that has it been testing done recently and, and the, What's the condition of the pitch for this season? So there has been testing done and it will get approved. There's probably another couple of years left in it if we keep 
um, you know, we keep replacing the beads and making sure that there's, uh, they're compacted well and making sure that it gets through the testing. Okay. Um, for professional soccer, it's not ideal. We know it's not ideal. Um, so the, the council has commissioned uh, a report through a set of consultants working with the club and with the FAI to look at different options for the pitch, ranging, as I said earlier, from grass right up to grass growing on site, right up through grass growing off site, right up through various hybrid options, right up to the very top end of the scale, which would be a hybrid pitch that's growing off site and imported. And as you would know yourself, the cost of that goes from the bottom end of that right up to the top end of that. There's a huge difference. There's pros and cons for all of those. So we're going to work with the club. We're going to work with the other users. Very importantly, there's many other users of the Brandywell. We have to make sure that all their needs are considered as well. And, um, and then we work with the council and we can come up with an option. And I would, you know, I think the council's view would be to try and get this matter resolved sooner rather than later for the good of everybody. And that's basically where we're at at the minute. Okay. interesting there, Simon, you know, a few wee things that he's coming out, Ben, obviously from your point of view, you must have enthused as a fan that ah, wait, the, 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 it's great that they're all sort of talking, they're all going the one direction. Aye, that's what has, that's how he started off, he says they're, they're, they're working like sort of hand and glove together and, um, you know, and, and you don't want to be cynical about it because it's, you know, you've seen these things happen and they, they, you say things publicly and, you know, when you, you say another thing. Privately, but I think I think John Kelby, he's got this, he's he's got uh, experience. He's he comes from the construction background as well too, doesn't he? As as an engineer, isn't uh, he? Yeah. Too, like, so, um, you know, he knows exactly what he's talking about. He knows the difficulties, the intricacies here as well too, which is you know I think a lot of people. It's not as easy as just lifting that pitch and oh, down. You, you a lot of money, and he's not he's not silly enough. They say basically this it's. They ignore the fact that it's very profitable for the council, which is at the end of the day, you know, that's that's what's going to be a major factor in all this as well. Too can they still get the the, the funds and coming in as well too for when when whatever kind of surface hybrid surface was probably the most likely, isn't it? Like the grass grass surface is, is not going to be profitable. I no, I can't see that happening. To be brutally honest with you, because you know you have your your local football, you have your institutes, you have your academies that are training for the week you've obviously dairy training on every day you've so many things that a grass patch just mm. couldn't cope there's no doubt about that but I keep them back that been down at Corian, the prime example they're a couple of years under their new surface now it's like anything it's like your mobile phone a laptop right. you know the years go by the, the patches get better the better service there's so many different type of services now too but the big thing is they have they have like a sprinkling system that's just second in on like it literally is as if you're going to like a an old Trafford or a Celtic Park or an Anfield, they're setting a timer, the teams go off the pitch and it goes around the pitch and the entire pitch of Corian is saturated and you're just sitting there going, that doesn't really look uh, like a hard job. Why, why, so you know, not so not, not exactly be... Torshavon, remember Torshavon? No, tor- <laughs> it was no. remote, remotely exactly, accented. Uh, exactly, <laughs> but, I was. But, but I, I think that he was trying to, he was batting off John Kilby too about the sprinkler system is the fact that we don't want to can go on and, and do do work there that's probably not needed if we are and he was very positive about yeah. you know that pitch will be will be taken out taken out and replaced by whatever kind of surface it is. So I think he doesn't want to do work that doesn't need to be done. done yeah. But if you ask the playing staff and the, the coaching staff, that does that is a, a, a necessity. It doesn't matter if you grass, hybrid, yeah. whatever, mm. uh, it's it's putting on the sprinkler system and it just you know it just makes everything just a whole lot easier and a whole lot slicker and whatever yeah. else for for, for teams and it doesn't matter if you're in the Foyle Cup you're in the D&D you're in the Institute you all want the, you know, a decent slick surface possibly not the D&D boys who might be out the night before going well, I don't want this slick surface but you know what I'm getting at you know you want the, sorry, sorry, uh, well I'm out the night before they can just get a bag of chips uh, but no as I say it's just getting that sort of a good slick surface any player you talk to at mm. any level that's what, that's what you want like. right. well I did um Make a wee sneaky reference to the fact, or, or ask the question, pose a question: Should should Philip fund the new pitch? You know, like he's doing with the Terrace. You interviewed Kelpie. 
and Philip was actually in the car park. I, I can see when you asked that question, Philip was there. No, he did come back and say, You're asking the wrong man. But uh, <laughs> and, and he was a goal, you know, after sports or maybe. But, but if you know, so potentially if he was defunded, then you know, take it out of their hands. But just buy the thing. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but the, the thing that did sort of strike me was. Remember the FAA, remember we did the story where they were saying that beyond 2023 that pitch is going to be unplayable for elite elite soccer, basically. So what's changed now? They've done the testing, FIFA testing again, uh, and it's passed. It's passed the test. So that, that pitch is, is, is going to be deemed playable for, for and for hosting professional football, uh, elite soccer. Uh, well, that's ruled out then. For this season. <laughs> Over the league soccer will not be going. Ah, I'd have been there too, but haven't we? But uh, but obviously that's that's it's there. It's it's it's. If anybody was wondering, which I was wondering, you know, how how are we playing on this when it was so, you know, it was going to expire basically, but yeah. not. They've got the it's passed now for an hour season at least. So. Well, that's that's, that's positive. You know, yeah. no doubt about that. So that's that's a good thing. Uh, Philip also alluded to at the fans forum about Europe this year, and he. I wouldn't say jokingly with Philip, but he did come out with a mark of group stage, <laughs> so we know this, and, and you could see where we're going, whoa. Where will we play? Where will we play? Well, that's mm. the thing, so the, depends who you draw all these things. There's a lot of F-buff maybes, but Aviva's been mentioned, but I think the two grounds that they possibly will nominate will be Tala and Wonder. Mm-hmm. and he did allude mm. that last year the IFA and Lumfield were very much in favour of this idea. Uh the FAA, he, he doesn't know how how they were. Maybe they were swayed by UEFA, uh, so he just you just have to you know work with things they got there. But mm-hmm. it's positive that you know they're there. He's speaking to a lot of people. They possibly uh, make this a lot easier for fans. Uh, because the AA that allude that the fact that after the Tobo match, you know, it was went to penalties, extra time penalties, and then you're driving up from Tala, which is three and a half hours, like. Uh, the way you drive, maybe maybe uh, sucks. But, <laughs> <in a minute>. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, so obviously it'd be more feasible for for fans on on a week uh, Thursday night they go to the ones there, which is good that they're all they're looking at everything, aren't they? They're not just and that's that's the, what I got from from everybody that spoke today was basically they're all punching the the, the, the same way. Like well, this is happening. That's what direction. a lot of fans maybe don't see. They do it, but mm. we we should do this and we should you know. Mm. They're not actually seeing that. See, to be honest, behind the scenes, they are trying this. They're they're trying to look at every sort of aspect and every avenue they can go down, and that can only be positive. Like you know, and that's the people that are you know we're up there now. You can start seeing Sean Barrett's back in there in a more full time capacity. Uh, there is a lot going on. It was good to see that the club uh, thanked Tony McGillis for his service down the years, right on the same and and Philip and you know it's things you get that people don't really see that that goes on behind the scenes and. Know, people do a lot of work at, at the club, and yes, I know Dodie was employed, no, but she's still there's a, there's employed at a, at a football club, and then there's employed at a football club. You know, you, you don't finish ninety five. You no, like to think it like you're, you're stuck on the base. European run last year, the amount of passports, everything. But you even I, do. even the headaches we just you know registering players, and, exactly. and you know, and, and I don't know that you with the comet system on that stage and all, all yeah, that. Like, all that. Know. There's, there's so much, and like you know, these are the type of things that people don't really see, mm. and. That's why, as I say, fair play to Philip and, and Rory, they, 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 they acknowledge all that. Mm. But no, I think, as I say, it's off the field, it's definitely on the up, behind the scenes that people may not know and may, may think, that what are they doing? There's a lot going on. Mm. There's a lot of things bubbling on the surface and it's just trying to keep keep on top of everything and, and keep pushing ahead and yeah. dealing with Stormont, dealing with, them with the mm. FAA, dealing with you know, away fans, all these issues. That you're going to have to have when you're building, you know, it's just the way it is. But you can't do like what Tala did. Tala get built and then they add another stamp, but they still had enough to, you know, help away fans and yeah. get on this, you know. <laughs> now they've got more than enough, there's what, seven odd thousand at the game last night. So it's these type of things where you're going to have to just look at it and say, look, you're going to be retaining problems. Yeah, Bear the with time. them. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but that's why the, these forums are fantastic, like, you know, because of the club are, you know, that, I think it's it's the invitation they season ticket holders, isn't it? Like so, you yeah. know, but just informing and keeping them in the loop, which is always good because very said in the past was where was where are renowned for burying their head in the sand with the tricky issues. Like so, it's brilliant that they they are so open open ended, like and, and and chat to the fans that way. Like well, 
I suppose it's all on the back of last night's performance as well, too. You know, there's a lot of good feeling about the club. Like, um, it was always going to be a tough one, wasn't yeah. it? And, and and it was the first first home match since the the UCD game in 2019. That was the last time we won one as well, too. So good to get that monkey out. Well, good to get a home get, uh, get the three start. points. Yeah, uh, and the three points was the was the main thing. That's up. And <clears throat> to be fair, if, if I'm if I'm it, I'm a wee bit disappointed. I didn't yeah. get something. They you know they had a great chance at at, at nil nil. Brian makes a big save. Mar, they obviously had the penalty saved. Uh, after they got it back to two one, which incidentally was a massive deflection. Mm-hmm. If I hear another person tell me it was a worldie, I, I don't know how. how no, and, and people's defence must be from the Mark Farnham. It was like, because uh, I, I I watched it last night on YouTube. They went home and I went, that didn't happen nothing. Uh, uh, but obviously I know it did because we're the same. We were something the same in part. Everybody there went, I ah, know. Like Janet's shoulder, he was still screaming for every ten minutes afterwards. Exactly. So <laughs> no, it, 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 look. Got them back in it. When they get back in it, while they had pressure and there they were sort of, you know, bringing on Kieran Cole and stuff like that. Mm. And obviously, Colin went off and you brought Sheeno. Brian Mar didn't have a safety pick no. during that last 20 minutes or so. While so had it the present. They peppered the box, didn't they? High ball, get it out in corners and stuff. Mm. But I know, uh, even to be fair, Kevin Doherty's interview, he says the same. He says, look, uh, we get back in it. And he was, he was delighted from his team's performance. Yeah. But they never really tested Bremer, so Derry were comfortable, yes. But it's first game of the season; you're not going to be at at the race straight away. So you no. just take a one and move on, and, and that's what that's what Derry did. But as I say, if I was Drahada, I'd be a wee bit disappointed. I didn't get anything, but I'm not Drahada, mm. so unlucky. And thanks very much, Derry, for the victory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Kevin Dorey, he's listening to this. <laughs> but uh, I, I was chatting him after the match, and he was lovely. He was, he was on with Damien McGrath, a referee, straight uh, on after, because he, he felt he was adamant that it was a handball with Jordan McInef and the build-up to, to Pat Hoogan's I'm, I'm not going to lie, because he came out to us uh, mm. before the interviews, uh, and he was chatting to Pat Hoogan, and he was talking about this, ah, it was a handball, and he looked at Eric White, and mm. I'm just dropping Eric on this, brilliant. <laughs> Eric looked at the ground, and what's he on about? <laughs> so I said, Eric, what's he on about? And it was the end of the... Th- watch it. Kevin Dorty won 100%. Oh, 100%. Percent. I seen it at the time. I seen it. It was like just a, a hand was down and it was, it was it cut his hand really and, and, and it was sort of on this path and they laid it back out there. And they laid it back to So, uh, so I, 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 I hold my hands up like Jordan and... Uh, no, we, we, we gave him that. We'll give Kevin Dorty that. We'll also now just say that it's, like his new striker should have been sent. Oh, he, he's lucky he wasn't... Uh, I'll tell you, uh, the man. And you know what? You know, I love Kevin. Like afterwards, Kevin Dory was his defense was, oh, I, because I said, then well, you, you took him off, obviously, uh, Barrow, because uh, he's walking a tightrope. He says, no, we took him off to protect him. Because there was three, three, three guys on him every time. There was three guys, uh, and, and brackets, the, he, to the he end that, protected. I suppose he had that sense me, I swear to God. <laughs> Uh, no, he, he, he took him off because he was lucky he wasn't sent off. He'd done uh, the foul of Brian Marr and got caution for that. Mm-hmm. And then he just emptied and then it moved. Ben Doherty got a nice uh, elbow nice, on the oh, top of the head. He was just rubbing up out with elbows out and hitting everybody. And mm. hey, they, they, no, look, if you're stri- if you're Kevin Doherty, you're going, that's brilliant, big man. Franz, that's great, but we need you to just set uh, We need you on the pitch. Every week, you uh, know what I mean? Well, so, that's what he does say. He says, look, see if, see if, he, if he happens, they run on the... You're you're dropping to the deck. He's a big big guy, big and he was, oh, um, yes. was a, ha- a handful. Him and the other guy too that yeah. they got from um, the, that's a Swedish uh, third tier team, like you know. So uh, them two boys will cause anybody problems, won't they? Well, listen, at, at particularly at Drogheda, at, you know, what is it? Is it Weavers, Weavers Park, Park, Weavers Park, uh, Park uh, Dory, whatever <laughs> United Park. But uh, at home, I think Drogheda will be a handful, particularly mm. them two boys up front. But I think if you're Kevin Dory, you're bringing friends on, they say. Settled, big man. It's great, yeah. but you need to just calm a bit. Uh, well, I tell you what, though, it was. I think the difference, as we said, like you know, last last year, obviously we lost that game. You know, and in April, like they 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 just won one nil. It was two men sent off. You know, Janet was sent off, and that uh, like they were there, the man sent off first. I know that that was that, that was horrible. But you know, the, 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 we would have probably like drew or, or lost those kind of games in the past. Now we've. Pat Hoogan, we keep going on about him, but he's, it was a marquee signing, and and he did the business last night. Not just as as poachers finish, but as all round game too. Well, this is up, but I think you, you're right. You alluded to it there. That was the poachers finish. Mm. I just mm. went, no disrespect to Kane or Jimmy. It was just shot, 
And if you if you actually see it again, you can sort of see his first instinct is before Patrick is starting to run towards uh, the net. Because uh, he's ready. It's coming out. I'm yeah. going to be the man to get it. Stuck it in the net. You know, look, it was any cross. Mickey Duffy had won the first half, crossed the six-yard box. It was just behind him. But he's on that six-yard box. He is like, none of this, I'm going to be out wide. But I'll get it, hold it up, mm-hmm. bring people in, play it. And I'm going straight to get on that six-yard box. And everybody knows. You know, these teammates know from... Michael Duffy, Patrick McElhinney, Will Patrick, all play with him. They know what he's like. They know what he brings it. And then even speaking, they, we spoke to Ronan Boyce too after him. And Ronan just is like, he's just brought that winning mentality. Aye. And he's just, he's just taking training up the new levels too. Because you can see on the pitch too, where, where like, he, 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 like I know he was, I was speaking to him before where he was saying when he was playing for Merview, he shouldn't maybe I'm, I'm landing the man here. But oh, he was like, also oh. playing uh, the, the hurling as well too for the local club. Like, so he was, he was playing the both, finishing the hurling, going, going to China with Merview and stuff like that. Yeah. But you see he's got that physical aspect, the GA background and stuff like that too because he's wrestling boys about. And, you know, he's, he's, but what you were saying there about uh, Roman boys and stuff like and bringing that to training, you seen that on the pitch too. There was one stage where he was shouting and roaring. At, I think it was Jordan McAniff was he was got gotten the wrong side of it, like where he was telling him to press out. That's Probably because he didn't want to press himself. Like. Well, well, I think it was straight after he scored Aye, the kickoff. Right. He was like, he was like a sprinter. He was like, yeah. for Christie down the blocks, and he boom. And then when they maybe popped it around him, he turned around and went, "Hold on, I'm here, boy. See Aye. if I'm going. You seen Bolt out of the box? You need to be with me." Mm. So, uh, and that's look, I don't mind that. Hi, you know, the man will literally say, take a weekend off to look at my medals. So, exactly. you know what I mean? Uh, uh, I've been listening to him. But, but the, fact, the fact is, I think overall, was, was like very said before the match, the, the home record wasn't good enough. 21 points dropped last season at home. You know, if you're going to challenge Rovers, like Rovers aren't dropping 21 points at Tala. Are they? Like, no. I know they, they dropped a couple last night. They could have, could have dropped more than the highlights. Aye, I seen Ryan O'Kane, Ryan O'Kane, O'Kane, the great mm. chance at that 1-0. Header back post free header. Oh. He had it well to be fair to him. Came back off the post. So and obviously like Hoobin's replacement, the new number nine, scored uh, that rocket oh, too. That free, free kick. kick so. To be fair, it was a wonder free kick mm. when we watched it in the brandy ball. And it's still not taking it away. It still was a great free kick. But yeah. when you actually go home and watch it in the bigger picture, uh, that last night in the highlights. So he's no the keeper. The keeper was a wee, but I'd be I'd be asking questions about the keeper to be honest. Yeah. He, he 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 needs to do better. But look, don't get me wrong. That's from when Derry played in dock. We'll be giving a free kick away in the box because no. you could be in baller. Well, we'll, we'll, go, we'll get a wee bit of reaction from, from the match. Uh, Ray Higgins was, was chatting, obviously, in good form. Just He was very business-like. Three points, that's all we needed. to Get that first game out of the way. Like, But I, I like this comment about Brian Maher. Because like, what was it? How many times have I sold him? And the, and the one, and the, <laughs> the one <laughs> was, so. I was sold. Well, I, I know for a fact that he was definitely sold the money <laughs> the, 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 the kit launch. And they told me why he was making the cake lodge, and the whole place was all tied around in the, in the photo shoot. Oh, he's gone. He's definitely gone. So, yeah, I get a little that I can feel where he's playing. I thought it was funny. And I was like, well, we'll listen to what Rory had to say as his reaction to the, to the big one. That's all you really want from from the opening fixture. Obviously, uh, performance is probably secondary in the opening day. We, we we had spells in the first half where I thought we were good. We were on the front foot. We played some good stuff, and I felt we lost our composure for ten minute period after we went a goal in front, which was disappointing. Um, but we, we we got it over the line. Second half was scrapping than what I would have liked, but uh, we got there. Ah, he's just got an unbelievable knack of, of, of knowing how to score goals and, and big goals. Um, big goals, his first goal for the club, competitive goal, and, and, and it's great for him to get it on the open and light, and, and that'll set him off. And um, If we had it took a wee bit more care at the top end, we could have had a few more. But, um, listen, it's three points against a really difficult uh, opponent who have caused us uh, big problems over the last couple of years, so... Um, I delighted with three points and we move on for the period as I said after we get the first goal we lost the composure for the period after we get the second goal we lost the composure and I don't want that to be the case I want us to really relax and, and, and play and, um, and, and and be more show more experience and more class about us because we're more than capable but 
it's the first game of the season and, and we'll improve. 25 years ago or something was the last <laughs> time we had, a, we had a home game to start the season. But um, aye, we uh, we got one tonight and, and thankfully um, we made it a, a wee bit more difficult. But thankfully we leave you three points and, and our supporters will go home happy, I suppose. Brian's... Uh, Many many times did we sell them in the off season? <laughs> no, but, no. Listen, it's a it's a it's a brilliant penalty save. You're right. He made a really good one-handed save from the chance that they created in the first half, and it's a big moment because it was soon after we went to goal in front, and um, aye, it, it, it was a big save. And uh, he's been a brilliant player. I've said it numerous times. He's been an absolutely brilliant signer for this club and, and, and the best in the country. I know it's early, but obviously the only downside is Mark Conley picking up an injury and stuff like that. That's not what you wanted in the first night. No, no, it's, it's not ideal. Uh, I thought Shane as well came on and was excellent. Um, steadied us up and uh, Mark, Mark got a wee niggle in, in the first half, so we need to see what that is. But um, if we can avoid injuries, great. Obviously, we're going to pick ones up here and there, but we've got we've got an outstanding squad and, and, and players who are, are top level ready to come in. Just tells you the squad, as you say, the substitutes you make compared to last year, 12 months on. It's definitely a bigger squad and a better squad that you're bringing Aye, it's, it's not any bigger. Um, I just feel that the the balance and, and the quality that we have that now is the best that we've had. And um, they, they they were getting big players on. They were targeting us from set pieces, so we had to get Kieran Call on the pitch as well and, and stuff like that. So, listen... You want the one being really pretty and, 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 and scoring loads of goals, but we, we found a way to win tonight, which, which was really important. Obviously, Patrick Magdalene not in the, the squad. Has he picked up an injury? Has he really? I, uh, if tonight was the last game of the season, he would have been able to play. Um, he played in every pre-season game. He, he picked up a, a really minor uh, groin issue that if he aggravated it, it could have set him back for a few weeks, so we just weren't prepared to take the chance. Um, he's in a really good place physically, but tonight he, he sat it out and, and thankfully we were able to get the three points in, in his absence. delighted it was, it was the performance was was secondary it was getting that result which is up you know what i mean the first half kept possession didn't really harm them that much they had a few wee chances patching they didn't make it up across the six yard box mm. and the cutback but it was just getting the tempo going you can't complain then it's what 62 seconds in the second half mm. Roman boys curls on the top corner and that that just get everything going and it's going to take six or seven matches. You'll start seeing the league then just pan out the, the, what way it's going to be. It's going to take a while, uh, and there's no doubt about that. And As I say, first match, as Rory alluded to, it's the first victory in a number of years at an opening night they've got the victory. 25 years, apparently. Yeah, 25 <laughs> years, exactly. Well, that was, was their first home match in 25 years. Oh, that's insane. It's just getting that victory, moving on. Uh, and and you, you look at the rest of the league, it's all tight. You know, there's a lot of draws in there. Obviously, Shelburne through with Waterford. Mm-hmm. Galway were disappointed. Pats, they I lose it uh, at home. They, they Pats looked an awful night. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the highlights of, of Galway. And the Pats didn't look the best. Waterford, too, looked uh, an awful night. Uh, you then had Dundalk getting a point down at Tala. Didn't look an awful night. Look at a billiard table mm-hmm. and look at a great pitch and whatever else. But it's going to be at Tala. And then you had Bowes last minute getting an equaliser against Sligo 2-2. Deggy will not be happy because the second goal, by Hartman, you know, people are going, messy this, messy that. Ah, he is skinning, boys. Ah, but there's any chance you put the tackle in. Deggy, <laughs> I think, will be saying so. But they got the English teams, but just tell you how, it's what we all, exactly, we all expect it in Derry 2-1, you know, so we've always said that this year could be the most competitive and mm. I think they go over the first night, sort of backing that argument up. Uh, I can't remember who, who says it. Well, I know Pat Urban said it, I think, uh, and Paul Haggerty actually says it too. You know, if if you keep all everybody in the dairy squad fit, all your main men, you wouldn't swap that squad for any other, would you? Like I know Rovers are, are what they are, and they're, they're the the best of the best here too. But I I, I fancy dairy, I really do. And if the 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 fact is there was no fats last night. We were all worried. 
he said in today's forum as well that it's it's uh, just a minor yeah. groin strain, like, and, and he could be back for the the Sligo game, like, you know, if 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 they feel like they need him at that stage, like, Mark Conley, we're not too sure. He's going for a scan. So, he was saying he's going for mm, a scan, so that'll be later in the week before they would find that out and see how he is. And Diallo, we know about for a couple of uh, months, but but in, in good good health at the moment, like, and you know, you keep these guys. Uh, all fat and healthy, and, and they have a real chance. Like, you know. Definitely, and he, he mentioned about Collie Whelan's probably the longest out of the injured mm. uh, players, it's probably the longest for he's back. Kieran Harkin, Jaggy's talking about getting games maybe in the older 20s this year. You can play a lot of play a few older players, so I think it'll be a case of getting him six or seven games before you even think mm. about getting in around the first team squad. Probably mm. in a match night, I would assume that's what Rory's plans would be because Rory knows himself, he's, he's been through a lot, uh, you know, with injuries to try and get him back at it. But that's healthy, having having mm. fat Kieran Harkin in around the squad and shooting every day and that bubbly character, it's good they have him on around there. Like. Talking about bubbly characters. See, was a, that. Yeah, See, was a seamless link. Hey, we're wasted on this. We are, 100%. Why not now? He's like self uh, exactly. <laughs> 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 You're not getting it from you. <laughs> well, uh, we were, look, you ruined the link, because we were, I was beautiful on the Nicky Lowe. Mickey Lowe, we had met, met uh, well, I met him at the Brandy, well, yeah, we had arranged to meet him and, and do do the podcast with him, now, that was before Kevin got his fucking hands on him. Yeah, uh, I, 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 met, I met him on, uh, I met him on the Rocker uh, before the game, I was on getting a pre-match meal, so you can imagine, it. Yeah, definitely, definitely scrambled egg and toast in the Rocker, uh, I met Mickey on there, exactly, got him a, got him a pint, uh, I was disappointed Dan Dunn wasn't working there. When I say disappointed, I wasn't shocked. Dan working <laughs> just doesn't happen. But that's where I was. Then we got Nicky a pint and uh, we, he, he came down to the match and watched it. And uh, no, it was good to, good to have a wee chat with him. Uh, well, let's, let's hear what, what Nicky had to say. He's, uh, he was glad to be back. Well, we're just after Derry's big one, the opening day of the season. 2-1 against, against Drogheda and we're, we're here with uh, an old Brandywell favourite. Can we call you out there, Nicky Lowe? A few years ago I would say aye, but no, it was a good win time and uh, obviously it was hard fought. Obviously Drogheda play from physical, they play long balls, fight for second, but they're in top, a lot of possession, stuff that I thought probably watching the game back and thinking about it and the final third they can create a lot more chances to be honest because they get up there well, but obviously going forward I'm sure they did what had more chances in the game, but it's a great three points to start the season. I'm going to have to introduce Kevin McLaughlin here because he was going to get on to me for, for <laughs> pretending he's not here every week. Kevin McLaughlin's here and he's already met apparently before the match. Uh, well, t- <laughs> we did, yes, I, I went for a bite to eat before right. the game. Nicky did the same, but the man also had a wee, should we say, a wee beverage anyway. Well, fair and play. Nicky, fair play, uh, I did buy you a pint, so that's, you know what I mean? It's not Same like him. Yes, yeah, so, oh, yeah, I did buy me a pint, but he said, make sure you buy me one back. <laughs> <laughs> well, eh, no, to be fair, he bought me a pint back. Yeah, he got me a pint, sorry, right. so I own one back. Right. Well, it's, it's good to see you, like, I'm sure. Like, it's, it's, it's been a while since you were back. Like, it's the first time since I left. Is it? And obviously, it's been, I've been dying to come for years, but obviously, I still play myself, so every Saturday, it's tough to get here. And uh, I'd actually want to move here once I retire. So I'm trying oh, to really? get a Wi Fi. I love the place. Uh, a lot and, of friends here, Nicky. A lot of friends that, and fans like me, but not only the fans like me, too, I love the place. And just going mm. out day to day basis, going for something to eat or whatever, and just living here right. on general basis. I loved it. So I'm trying to get a message once I retire. Hopefully, I'll come and move here and buy a somewhere well I see she's like carrying the, the bag of balls and everything I've seen on your social media so you've got you've, you know you, you must have a wrap I think like exactly you. I know the old coaching business is going well so I'm trying to expand so I said listen if you want to earn your keep you need to, <laughs> you know I mean? you start carrying your balls and getting them clean so you may hope she's that awesome, did it? no absolutely not she didn't, she didn't make my dinner last night <laughs> But, but there's a lot of hype around Derry like at the moment. I'm sure you, you keep a close eye from, from over in Scotland, you know, and you're, you see what's happened, what Rory's building here. Like, what, what have you thought of it? I watch every game since I've been. I watch it because yeah. I was a player Saturday. I watch every Friday night game. And last year, I thought they ran out of steam, to be honest, towards the end. Mm. As I said, see, same as the night. I think the build up's defensively solid, middle of the park, they look after the ball well. And the final third, for me, it's only one game, but on the base of last year, they need to create more chances. Yeah. Whereas that wide man from the opposite side get in the box, vice versa, which I thought right, Hoban holds the ball well. Yeah. So see, you've got to trust him. I don't know if last year, did they trust the striker? I know when I play, 
I think Gordon Strike can say this to Paul Hartley when Paul Hartley's my manager. Your striker is the biggest part of your team because see if it goes up to a striker and you try and go and support it, see if it gets breaking down, you're not going to make any runs. Whereas watching the night compared to last year, I think Coleman links up well. Yeah. So I think he'll be massive going forward. But I think Derry will be right up there. And I watched Rovers a lot last year as well. And they're good for set plays. Good team, good individuals. Mm. But I think the difference for me was last year Rovers won it. In fact, I set plays and see when they're not playing well, they mm. win it ugly. Late night, I don't think Derry were brilliant. Yeah. They were better and Drogheda and deserve to win. So that's the difference. Can you win when it gets ugly? You know what I mean? No, but I think Derry will be right up there this season. And Kev, that's a part of him brings that, doesn't he? Like that, that, that's that, exactly that, it. You know how he won those games. He, he scored what Derry were probably missing last year. And that's no disrespect to Jimmy McGonagall or Keane Cavanagh. Is that poacher mm. and the six-yard box can back off a keeper, touch goal. And, you know, that's what Derry's been missing. And you know yourself, playing at that level, you need an out-and-out goal scorer to just get you goals. 100%. I totally agree. And that's what I watched last year. And that's what I'm based on a minute ago. That's what I've seen from watching on games obviously I'm not here live and it's maybe different but watching Jamie Knight and runs in channels not for me watching from afar but Hoban gives you that different he's that presence he's been there he's done it he gets respect because I remember playing against him myself <laughs> and it's funny he wants defenders saying we don't want him we don't like playing against him <laughs> and that's for sure and I seen him he went to press one time it was the first half and I'm sitting on the far side and he got on to his teammates get up yep, with me if I'm going one. if you see me running get up behind mm-hmm. my back so I liked that about him today and there was any niggles any be fighting on he's yeah. going to back you up so no he'll add that from the experience to the team and hopefully he'll go and kick on and from your point of view as you were saying you're talking about your retirement you're still playing away and you're up challenging two we've been honours two fees no we're doing well just now well, obviously the last two games we've actually lost two big games which has made it hard for us we've got nine games to go uh, oh because we're Astro tough pitch we're always on but our teams have maybe 15 games so if they win they can go like four clear which is sorry saying they need to win them so it's games in hand, but obviously they're playing at Grass Park and they've got to play Saturday Wednesday. So, Junior, you know, it's like people's working and stuff. So, mm-hmm. I decided to take a step back because I'm doing coaching now. So, my sister's kind of, once I had my second kid, she's like, get close at the game. <laughs> Why he's kind of dropped in the leagues. But I really enjoy it, to be honest. And obviously, Paul Cummins, who comes to one of the yeah. games as well, he's a mm-hmm. big banky. So, he always said, hopefully, you go and uh, Dermot will buy you a beer. I'm still waiting on that. Uh, Dermot, 100%. <laughs> I know Paul was down the cup for another couple of years ago. We actually picked him up at the airport. So I know Paul well, and he's you're right. Like he's a big Clyde Bank manager. You saying just just keeping things ticking over, and I always follow the results for yourselves. And as you say, the two big defeats, yes, but you're still enjoying your football. No, absolutely. That's the main thing for me now. Obviously, I was at Abrove a year previously. We nearly got a Premiership. We got beat last day of season against Kilmarnock when. I think they signed Kyle Lafferty in January and he won him the league basically. We were thought we were going to win it. Being a part, we were only part time team in the league, so it was like a big hang with Scottish football. I don't know if he's no fair far, but we nearly won it and got beaten the last game of the season. So obviously, after that, I was a wee bit disappointed. I just thought, you know what, what am I going to do? And I spoke to the missus, hidden our kid. She's like, no, you're coming. <laughs> she kind of took it in my hands. She's like, you've been moving close. I got a good deal, decent dough at uh, Clyde Bank, I really enjoy it. So, no, I'm enjoying it and hopefully we can get promoted, but it's a long way to go. You mentioned uh, the Astle turf. You know, um, it's a big talking point here. <laughs> Probably um, keeping the club back, keeping that team back slightly. What, what, what's your take on it? Because when you came here, that that, that was just the, the start of things, and the new the new stand, and we were just coming back to the brand. Well, remember at that time, like, and you know, at that stage, it was it was the thing. Uh, it was like, but what do you what do you make of it? You yeah. played on it, like, so. you can't beat a good grass park is the uh, best. But there's pros and cons. See, like tonight, it's a bit wet out there. The surface moves well, so it sits steady with the way to pass and move the ball because it's a slick surface, it's fast mm. pace. See, if you go to a grass dry patch and it's bobbly, I don't think that suits the dairy team, to be honest with me. Yeah. But then, as you have from cons, is you get injuries on it and stuff, there's a lot of injuries. But I always think a grass part you can't beat if it's good. Which, in this league, when I was here, because it's kind of summer league, you always get good parts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's dry and you always want that wee sit to it, but no. You want a grass part to be honest, there's a lot of injuries on AstroTurf yeah. where it can be in a match day or training. Yeah, you see, there's a few Scotsmen here as well too. You, you, you know them, you know Paul McMullen obviously and 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 Danny Mullen yeah. as well too. You, you know those guys? I know of them. Yeah, obviously I think Paul's family. I'm not wrong with uh, Jerry Doc, who's my physio at Dundee, and obviously mm-hmm. at Dundee that's where my career went downhill because <laughs> I ended up injured, came here, and I wasn't too bad here, but my groin from there kind of. Went in hole, but that's football. But and I know Danny. Danny was a young boy at Aberdeen when I was there. Come through youth, he's a few years younger than me. So I know all of them. And obviously Ben and stuff still yeah. here. 
Yeah. Uh, no, so I there's always, always that connection, the, the Scotch connection, like even going way back. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. kind of good idea. Is our local for me? Is obviously uh, my local team's game at Morton and Stuart. I used to go really. to Morton games when I was young, so I love Stuart. It was a commanding mm. centre half. So uh, I mean, big Peter Wilson was my favourite Morton player. Mm. Not much, uh, and obviously scored the winning goal. I think in a. FA Cup. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's good knowledge, eh? I, 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 I did do my uh, homework. Well, um, uh, talk us a wee bit about your time when you were here, Nicky, because um, obviously it, w- it wasn't like it is now. Everybody, it's just uh, the expectation levels are through the roof now. It was uh, obviously Kenny Shields was a, a real character as well. You got on well with Kenny, and and you know probably wasn't uh, Kenny's fault for the way things went on the pitch and stuff like that, and, and the fact that he had to bring you know sign a lot of players because there wasn't that sort of long term vision at the time, wasn't yeah. there? That so that's it's, the, that's but the uh, but but now there seemed to be there is like but but talks a wee bit about that time because it was it was a good time personally for you, wasn't it? I obviously as I said, I a minute ago when I was at Dundee, I was like injured a lot, so it kind of got to a stage where. Mm. I think Chesterfield, Barnet and stuff, what I mean, England League 2, and I kind of watched, I said to my agent, watch videos for me to see what they play, and they went a lot of long ball, and I said to myself, if I'm going to England, I know there's a lot of big boys here, I'm not going to win second boys, you better put me in the bench, and I've always said that, any manager who wants to kick the ball in my head, I'm better, that's not my game, I'm good at getting on the ball, and I'll keep the ball all day, I don't really lose the ball, that's what I like to think. So when I came here, before I came, I spoke to my agent, I said, listen, I need somebody that plays football, He's like, I know Kenny Shields from Kamalik days. I thought, let's speak to Kenny, let me go over to pre-season and try. If it's decent, I'll sign. If not, I'll leave and I'll find somewhere else that suits me. Mm. So I came over and I really, really enjoyed it. And obviously I thought I did well for the club. Sometimes I was like a few injuries. I, before the cup final against Cobb, I had a hernia, which I missed 14 games. But I loved it here. But as you said, with Kenny was here, it's not as good club as it was as it back then. It's mm. not as good as it is now, I don't think, because... Back then, Kenny was signing players for there and then. Basically, yeah. Yeah. did me a job for six months. Whereas, and I always said, me and Jer, we were always focused on vision. But as now, it should have been players like sometimes people are sending on YouTube videos. They're not going to send in bad backs. And I think we've probably signed some players from that, which didn't go well. Obviously, sometimes training wasn't great, to be honest. And I lost the plot a wee bit sometimes because I want good standards. And, uh, yeah, like a lot of people thought like, it was like mercenaries coming over just for a pay, payday because it was no, like, no. like Kenny's hands were tied in terms of he just he had to get people on quick. Like no, no, of course, that's what yeah. it is. No, I mean, and maybe back then I don't know what money people was on mm. and what his budget was, but he made that in player, so he thought he had to go and do that. You know what I mean? Whereas for a player playing in that scenario when people come in and I don't think they were good enough, I'd let them know and train and stuff. I'm not here to just pick up a wage, mm. I'm here to do well for Derry City, you know, so especially when you long as you stay here, and you meet people, yeah. and you live in a city, and yeah, people come up to you, you want to even do better for them, mm. which for me at the time, we didn't do, to be honest, especially towards the end of my tenure. Yeah. Obviously you were just talking about Jared Dorney there, you, you're, you're a big mopper, with Jared, you're a big mopper, but still quite a few of the, the squad, and you keep in touch. Yep, obviously I always like to think I'm a good teammate, uh, everywhere I've been I think I've always been con- still in contact with boys from 10 years ago as well I've always been Jer gone really well and uh, he's always kept in touch since I've been away every month or so a few texts back and forth and he was brilliant especially towards my end as I said he was being a proper captain about this place because it wasn't kind you know what I mean it was a wee bit poison to be honest mm. fans maybe wanted Kenny to go and stuff Kenny didn't know what he's doing and uh, we kind of try to keep the place running as best as we can to make sure the club stayed division and stuff and try and win games for the fans who were coming but we always knew like for Derry to kick on it obviously needed a kind of revamp which I'm happy to see now it's got That's just about to say even though them bad times was going on you could see the sort of potential of the, of the, of the club and, and it was there and just unfortunately from your time it just didn't happen then but you could always see the potential Absolutely it's spot on obviously when you come to a club and you don't know it and you're, you're starting afresh you don't really know but in the first kind of few months walking about the city myself see speaking to people you're getting stopped after five minutes and I was like myself you realise like this is a big club looking back to here from obviously it was at McGinn Park we were playing at the yep. first season looking back to Brandywell when it was such a buzz and obviously people all let the fans down things off the park and obviously affected that but obviously I can always say when I was here I tried my best and obviously I feel so I did decent enough for the club Oh, and playing in Europe too was a big thing as well. You, with, with Aberdeen, you were you're in Europe, weren't you? Like, yeah, and you said, and, but but 
but coming here, I know the, the, the Michelin game sort of sticks with us. Probably why do you want to forget, does it? But, uh, no. but it was it was uh, still nice to be playing in Europe in those days. Absolutely, it? playing in Europe mm. is one of your pinnacle in your career. You know what I mean? I was at Aberdeen, albeit I was a young boy, and so I was kind of mm. on the bench. I'd come against Real Sociedad, come off the bench, first leg, second leg, and all that stuff, mm. which is very nice. But when you're not starting the games, no, I was part of it, but you still don't feel like have I properly done my bit. So then we also we played Mitchell and stuff. It was good to start games, but obviously we got a bit of doing. And I've looked Great at, side, uh, yeah, I've looked at their players, and I yeah. say to all my mates now, this is where they've been on. And you look yeah. at their careers. I'm thinking, all right, we didn't. That was a, y- a young side. Considering too, remember, that, time, considering yeah. how young we were, you know uh-huh. what I mean, uh, to go and play. And there's actually we conceded right away a set piece. I think for a wide free kick right. away from home. Yeah. Slagos, yeah. or no, no, away from home first. I came across the front. A boy flicked in. I could be wrong here. Then after that, we had a few chances. I think I played Curtis in a few times in between mm. full back and centre half. half. I think yeah. I made a good three or four passes. So, Curtis, if you listen, yeah, I, think exactly. I, got, I got you yet a move after that. Yes. And I think a few teams, Swedish teams wanted you after that's that. Right, that's right, that's right. And you've still not paid me a five. Uh, you've not even bought me a fiver for a pint. I've ever said, I want you that, boy. Now that man has it too. Exactly. Okay, that's that right. Uh, right. Exactly, I know. I remember they wanted him, and obviously, can I get knocked back? Whatever, and I went to Portsmouth, so I'll hold him at a pint for sure. We, we Josh was in that team too. I was a Josh Daniels, like a man. Some talent, like in terms of young. Yeah, obviously, Ben Stuff there. I actually just watched uh, young Josh and Rory play against Falkirk on BBC Alba. They're playing in the. I don't know what you call it in Scotland's Caramel Waver Cup. Uh, it keeps getting changed, but I watched them at the semi final. I went Falkirk who are flying in Scotland so I thought Falkirk would have enough to take care of him but yeah. no they did really well I think Josh was wing back I think Rory played Millie mm. Park and yeah. got a ball and looked after it well but they are young boys when I was here who you could tell had potential mm. and they've went on to do well which is good because you want to see good guys do well in football to be honest yeah. I was there last chance to, you know after feed for you since you, you've, you've got the two young girls now as well too like and then how's, how's fatherhood and things like that been like and uh, you know you still want to play the football you still want to go for your pints I'm sure like you but uh, <laughs> you're a family yeah, man yeah, no, when I left here the reason I kind of left I was a bit injured before hmm. the season I left was a couple of months ago I think two months but my house collapsed in Scotland and also a lot of people know this I had, it was, had a bus pipe so all I had was uh, beams my roof, my walls collapsed and everything, so I had to go back, start a new house, and obviously, after a few weeks been back, the missus said, said to me, well, I'm pregnant, so that kind of ruled coming back to Derry yeah. City out. Right. He then grew up, and Decky got a job, so just before Decky left to go to Bayman's, I was in talks about a sign actually to come back, and uh, he misses at the last minute, changed their mind, so it's weird how football works, but mm. obviously, after part, life's really good, I've got two kids now, I've got my own coaching, I'm doing really well in that. Mm. So and I'm still playing, so I can't really complain. Life's good for me. Mm. I like the the way you you still got that draw there though, and and if you're serious, potentially find yourself loving here again. Like you know, it would be fantastic. No, absolutely. I, I love the place, and it's like I was only here for two years. Some people think it's crazy, but I actually yeah. I, I call it a second home. And obviously, I get in a taxi and I, I text. I text my phone when on a, after I get off the airport. I text the missus. I was in a taxi. I was like, I'm emotional. And she's like, why? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I'm just, I feel amazing to be back. It's the first time since I left. So it was going to be emotional, but obviously I love the place. Everybody looked after me here and obviously I got on well. I'm one of the guys I think I'd like to think people say he's a nice guy and gets on with people. So no, hopefully my sister will come round with an Italian and I'll manage to live here one day and maybe bring coaching to Derry. Well, on that well, note, like, well, exactly. we'll just say you, we'll let you go and get your cup of tea now. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Get your cup of tea and get your bed early. Exactly. Listen, this is last thing I hope. Thanks, Steve. Thanks very much. Cheers, man. No. Well, there we are. And, and he'd also allude that uh, I did buy him a pint. You, on the other hand, bought nothing, as usual. <laughs> You could even <laughs> run you know, a packet of Christmas on or a burger at halftime at nothing. We kept waiting for a while. We did, we did. Well, you surely I, I came out and went, seriously, stop asking another question. He, he, he says he was hungover by the time we got it. He was 100%. He was sober and hungover by the time you finished with Kevin Doherty. But no, he was he was in top form. And, and just tells you, you know, we talked about how much Derry, he, he loves it. Uh-huh. I mean, really, last year was saying this, Alan Reynolds, about Derry people really love Derry. Mm. We think we turned like Elo. The Scotsman absolutely loves Derry. <laughs> he really does. Like, and it was at a time as we were chatting about. It wasn't an easy time for no. the club. Obviously, they won the League Cup, 
But um, you know, that was he, he just has he's built a lot of good relationships here as well too, and he's trying to get the misses over like so. Exactly. You know, but um, no, it was, it was great, great to chat in again. He's and he's he watches them steady as well as he, as I said there. Like so, he he's got big big hopes for Derry this year as well too. No, that's it. Like, and, and that's a case where even talking about when he got here, getting the taxi, and he was just feeling a bit emotional and speaking that's to right, his, right. his wife and all, and saying that there and all. And like, we always lightly laugh and joke about, it, but players like that, it just sort of tells you we, the Scottish connection with Derry has been very yeah. good down the years. They haven't been, you know, that many where you think, nah, he hasn't put it on. They've all came over and yeah. give a shift and really give their all. Like, and like he's just joins that that brigade, I suppose. Ah, brilliant. So hopefully they'll just come back and convince us the misses. They 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 move back to the maiden city here. But uh, I suppose we'll, we'll finish off um and chat about the Sligo game because obviously uh, uh, Mr. Max Mala's back was just a big well, the big shock, seen, wasn't it? Oh, like it's too. unbelievable sending for for Sligo. To be fair, they're sort of top end of the pitch and the bottom end of the pitch is decent again. No yeah. disrespect to them, but. Ed McGinty's a top centre getting him back and obviously getting Max Matter mm. back. That's a great coup, John Russell getting that. I had watched him a couple weeks ago against Van Harps in a pre-season friendly and first 20 minutes he started like a house on fire and was superb. Now, you can imagine the Malibu Faye pitch was mm. absolutely like a billiard table. Not, uh-huh. uh, but they were brilliant in the first 20 minutes. Just couldn't they, they just couldn't get a goal and then you sort of add Max Matter now to it. I think if they create chances he'll get, he will, we know he'll get the goals. Mm. So look, uh, they're going to be high. they're going to be a lot, lot more tougher than people may have thought. Uh, but look, no disrespect, if I'm Gary Higgins, I don't. I just need to say just in, in training this week and then at the pre-match, we played down here twice here last uh, year, boys. And uh, actually, we came down here twice uh, last we year. Didn't we didn't up. play exactly. Mm. So because uh, that, that was that was two tough nights, like. And you you wonder because it was the first that was where he very. God, that was his first, first game in charge for, for for the day, like wasn't it? Like so, first one down there. But it's just it's a it's a tough list to go. Like you know, I mean, people are writing them off as well too, and they like, got one of the smaller squads. But so you mentioned those games are Hartman as well too. Like you know, they, these guys are, are quality players, and you do have to be on it. Now, uh, as as Pat Hoban was saying afterward too, you know, you have to be prepared to stand up and battle here when you're down at the down at the showgrounds. That's the biggie, mm-hmm. like you know, and that's that's what happened the two times last year. And they're also a chance, similar to last year, playing on the Saturday night. Shamrock Rovers, Pats, they're all playing the night before. Everybody obviously playing the Friday night. You have Shelburne playing Rovers. Could be a wee bit tasty. You might have mm. Rovers okay in four points. They might be in one point. Maybe, you know what I mean? It, it, it's, there's so many ifs and buts, I know. But you have to keep, like, you have to worry about yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. And because you're playing 24 hours later, you're going to know what's happened the night before. That's so, true, yeah. you know, this would happen last year. They had a chance last year to open up a seven point gap. Mm-hmm. And instead, they lost to Sligo and it was still, you know, so it's them. Uh, we have all the fresh exactly. the heads, too. That's exactly they? it. Well, if it's not, I've just done that. But I know I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, 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 you just got to keep it going. And then you never know what's going to happen here. Like, you know what I mean? Because they've got a couple of tough games coming up. That Pats oh, well, game and then the Rovers game, yeah. you know, the Friday and the Monday. Like, so. You want to go on there with six points on on the board, uh, as as Falvador kept telling them, and it was they were top of the league. Ah, so it sure. doesn't want anything to change. But no. uh, in terms of of predictions, what what would you uh, what would you? Because we were both we were both out. I wasn't too far out now in fairness. You, you no. said you said three, didn't you? I did say three. Yeah. I said two one, didn't I? No, you didn't. What chance that you said? I'm not even biting you. Ah, but I No, I Equally as tough. I think mm. Sligo getting mad and getting that they'll, they'll be gutted that mm. they didn't beat Bows because they ended up as a ninety four man equaliser, so they'll be they'll be a bit gutted they didn't get that result uh, down there. So they're going to come packed showgrounds first game this season as far as they're concerned. It's going to be a tight one. Like there's mm. no two ways about it. I, I, I can see a. I'm going to say probably two one. They already snatch it, but uh-huh. it's going to be it could be a. Could be a Ronan Boy special. The oh, last time it. they won was a last minute wonder goal. You know, right. you sort of got like so. Right uh, I think it's going to be a wee mm. bit tight. I think it's going to be another tight one. But I think Derry might nick it 2 1. I would agree with you, just a maybe a one goal difference. 1 0. There's never never too many goals mm. down there. Like, so I, I would say 1 0. I'm, I'm going to give it to the 
the Huminator again. Like, oh, you know, where where we he are. was explaining his, uh, I don't know that. Like, did you know the reason? Because no, I, I was going to ask him, but I, I don't want to ask him in front of everybody. No, no. <laughs> yeah, like, Sorry, what did you do? What, what's uh, the crack of the hand uh, and the fizz? Well, I think, uh, to be fair, we're all a bit stupid when you think it. Because I remember we didn't talk when they tweeted that, so they would sort of right, put the, the Huminator, uh, and that's when you go, all uh, oh, right. Uh, All right, that now makes complete sense. Yeah, uh, you're you're more like a seventies sort of. Nah, I'm not. Like, you know what I mean? I was. What? So I uh, hopefully we see that celebration a few more times. Exactly. Like, but we'll wrap it up with that, folks. I hope you you enjoyed um, this week's episode, and and we're always going to enjoy it when they are one on us. I suppose. That's like, absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully, we've plenty to talk about. No real annoying. No, no, no depression, and we're already rock and roll. So we'll we'll, we'll next week. Uh, I don't know if, if if you want to give a wee exclusive here what we're going to have next week. Uh, well, next week we've we've uh, Michael Daher of the Derry City's uh, goalkeeping coach has now come in as uh, full time to the club. Uh, he's running the academy goalkeeping coaches and obviously the, the first team affairs. So have a sit down with interview with Michael. And a lot of positive. That's why we keep talking about things behind the scenes going on that maybe not everybody knows mm. about. But Michael's just another addition to the, the sort of full-time aspect of the club that they're trying to do. So that's an interesting interview with, with Michael. Excellent. Looking forward to that. Cheers, folks. As I said, to get in touch whatever way you can. If you have anything that you want us to put to the club or they put to the, any of the players or, or the manager or whoever the guests we have on to, make sure you get in touch just the usual ways. Cheers, folks. See you next week. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any silly fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.